0: The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world.
1: I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesroski. Outside right now, clear skies. We've got 54 degrees in Buffalo.
2: Madai University stunning many in the community with Monday's announcement that the university will close at the end of August.
1: The news coming just days after a deal with Trocare College fell through. The Board of Trustees citing budgetary constraints, declining enrollment, and other factors. Officials say they're helping students transfer to other schools and helping to place faculty at other institutions of higher learning. The Sisters of St. Joseph founded Madai in 1937. Coming up later this morning, we'll be speaking with the president of Madai Student Government Association on what the move means for them and other students.
2: Work underway at the site of the new Bills Stadium. WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more on exactly what we're looking at at this early stage of construction.
0: While it has only been a week and a half since construction efforts were allowed to begin on the future home of the Buffalo Bills, a lot of attention has and will be directed towards Orchard Park and the site of the soon-to-be new state-of-the-art football stadium along Abbott Road. As work continues to progress on-site of the new Bills Stadium, crews continue to ramp up the excitement levels of getting to work on the largest project of its kind in Western New York. We've been getting ready
3: for this for a long time now, probably a year, and everybody's been ready to go I think the bid came in very under budget, which is great, and um, yeah, it's exciting. Every Building Trades meeting, that's what we talk about is with Bill Stadium.
0: That's President of the Buffalo Building Trades Council, Paul Brown. Aside from local ironworkers putting up the fencing around the construction site, Brown says others like electricians and operating engineers are on board and there, working to ready the site for major construction efforts to begin sometime in early June. While the excavation work of the actual stadium location has not yet started across the street from Highmark Stadium, Brown does say, there is other excavation work currently ongoing around where the new facility will be constructed. They've
3: already started. They're a little bit ahead of schedule. I know that they started, I think the excavator started already. As far as I know, I know they had a couple of pre-jabs, but um, I know they had a couple pre-jabs and it usually means they're starting
1: to work.
0: Brown adds everything on site is going according to plan, with little to no hiccups expected along the way, and everyone is confident the new stadium in Orchard Park will be ready for the Bills to move in for the 2026 regular season. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, Thank you. And uh,
1: a lot of people curious. It's like uh, who had the old joke? It's why they put holes in the construction site, because everyone would be uh, straining their heads to look around uh, the fence and see what's going on. Everyone wants to know they're digging at the stadium. What exactly is going on? Well, voters are heading to the polls today all over Western New York to decide the fate of school budgets, propositions and school board candidates. Contested races for school board seats in most districts. None of the districts in Erie or Niagara County are proposing budgets that would go over the 2% property tax cap. Voting time's very most polls close at 9.
2: With the summer break for kids approaching, a member of Congress says it's time for Apple to fix glitches with its parental control and screen time software.
0: It's been open season for our kids. In the Apple world. Congressman Josh Gottheimer says a bug in Apple software can automatically turn off the parental controls. Those are the controls that prevent kids from viewing explicit content. And Gottheimer says iPhone settings that limit screen time are also not functioning as promised. A few months ago, I started hearing from parents that Apple's screen time parental controls weren't working properly. It comes as data shows children ages 8 to 12 in the U.S. spend four to six hours a day watching or using
2: screens. That's Andrew Dimbert reporting. lot more throughout the morning on this. Yeah,
1: a lot of time in front of the screen. Well, congressional leaders meeting today with President Biden to try and work out a deal on raising the debt ceiling. The nation could default in less than two weeks if Congress doesn't make a deal. That could trigger an economic crisis. Rashad Hudson reports. Florida Republican Byron Donald says Republicans already passed their plan.
0: He says President Biden is the one dragging his feet. Leading our nation into default, and it's a very sad thing to see. Republicans say a debt limit must include
1: spending cuts, but Connecticut Democrat Chris Murphy has another idea. If we
3: want to get serious about deficit reduction, then you have to put tax increases for billionaires and corporations on the table.
1: The White House continues to push for a clean bill, which Republicans passed three times under Trump.
2: New information on two potential Republican challengers to former President Trump's try for the party's 2024 nomination. Ron DeSantis' team has told top donors and fundraisers
4: to expect a gathering in Miami next week, according to a source close to the Florida governor's team. Sources tell ABC News an announcement of a presidential run could come around Memorial Day. A group of conservatives launching a super PAC political action committee to support former Vice President Mike Pence's potential presidential run. That, according to several sources, familiar with its planning. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News.
1: All right, awaiting what happens there. Meanwhile, back here in western New York, nice weather driving people to the waterfront and the hatch at the Erie Basin Marina ready for a bounce back season. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. Angelo
0: Canna is excited about opening the juicery at the Hatch for the season. It
1: is
4: second year
3: after COVID. I think people are relaxed. They're going out. The business is there.
0: Canna says live entertainment will be on the menu.
3: More bands maybe on the weekends to maybe draw a crowd. You know, it's just, it's a great time of year now.
0: As for the four William Kays? It's going to be called Lake House. We're partnering up with Brian Mita from Bacchus and he should
3: be open July 15th.
0: Kenna says until then the Lake House will offer private catered events. You can hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News.
2: It's always nice to get Ice cream or something down at the waterfront, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And uh, great weather over the last uh, few weeks has a lot of people just, you know, kind of itching for that to be opened up and ready to go.
2: Plus, you know, over the last few years, it was open last year, but in the maybe two seasons before that, it wasn't open. Yeah, And people would take that walk down there only to find that the doors were closed.
1: Extra hungry. Yeah. (laughs) And the walk back. Uh, Well, it's, you know, one of the places you can walk your dog to, right? Uh, And there could be a new addition your outdoor dining experience soon.
4: Coming to a restaurant deck or patio a smiling face with big eyes that says you're gonna eat that you're gonna eat that or bacon where's the bacon I smell bacon and hopefully not restaurants have long been required to allow service dogs now the food and drug administration issues new guidance saying restaurants can welcome any dogs to outdoor spaces as long as they get permission from a local authority nearly half the states allow it the fda suggests leashes and plans to handle what dogs can leave behind and it's not the tip chuck sievertson abc news
1: all right um, i you know dogs in outdoor spaces i feel like that's been uh... Really popular summertime over the last decade or so. Like yeah. you have seen a boom in popularity of that around Western New York. Indoor spaces, I don't know. I just maybe I'm just going off of my dogs, oh, who I would not trust.
2: Not at all for me.
1: Whether it's a store, a restaurant, yeah. anywhere indoors, Plus, no. You're
2: offense. not going to enjoy yourself if you're, you, you know, know that's watching thing. your dog.
1: I, uh, I, you know, some people have great, well-behaved dogs, yeah. and more power to them. You know what? You know who has great, well-behaved dogs? People who have dogs instead of kids, and then oh. all the attention goes to the dog, and they're right. all. To... My dog was well-behaved at one point.
4: Your exclusive W B E N seven weather forecast: partly mostly sunny and breezy today, with temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. A couple of showers could pop up. Early this evening, otherwise it's going to be cool again with overnight lows in the upper 30s. Wednesday, low 50s with sunshine back in the 60s on Thursday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist
1: Aaron Mankowski. Joining us this morning is Michael Angelucci with Level Financial Advisors. We're looking at the impact from this debt ceiling showdown what it might have on the markets and your money. Michael, thanks so much for being with us. I, even coming close to this date, uh, June 1st could be the date we heard from the Treasury Secretary that the U.S. could default. Coming close to it, even though a lot of people are still thinking it'll never happen, it's got to have an impact.
3: Well, it, it sure does. Uh, and there, it's creating a lot of worry with people because if the government does default, there's, there's no playbook. This has never happened before And it could potentially mean uh, people who received their Social Security benefits, 66 million people, would not receive their uh, Social Security check on time, payments to uh, military, uh, veterans, um, all bills that the U.S. government pays would potentially not be paid at the beginning of June. Uh, so that, that would be catastrophic.
2: What about um, interest rates? Um, you know, mortgage, car loans—would all of that be impacted as well?
3: Yeah, interesting. If it did happen, it would be again—that would be devastating. The whole, every interest rate in basically you could almost say in the world, but definitely in the United States is predicated on what uh, U.S. Treasury uh, rates are doing because U.S. Treasury. Uh, debt has always been considered the risk-free rate. The U.S. government would never default on on their debt. So everything, um, any additional type of debt that you would incur, an auto loan, a home mortgage, is based on a U.S. Treasury. Because you would say uh, an investor, um, a bank that issues a mortgage loan, says, "Well, we can either buy U.S. Treasuries at three percent, or we could lend them out at a higher rate to a mortgage holder," because uh, the mortgage is riskier than U.S. Treasuries. So everything is based off of uh, U.S. Treasury interest rates.
2: All right. If you have a mortgage with a fixed interest rate, could that change? No,
3: that wouldn't change. You, you would be locked in. If you had a variable rate mortgage that was dependent on uh, 10-year U.S. Treasuries and those Treasury rates went up, then you would have your interest rate go up at, at a time in the future if, if that was the case. One interesting thing that's going on right now, which is counterintuitive, is yes, short-term interest rates are going up. Uh, any, any U.S. government debt that is um, to be um, paid by the U.S. government in treasuries in June is going up. Longer-term debt is actually going down, which is counterintuitive. People are actually moving money into longer-term debt, which is bringing down those interest rates, because people, in the long run, feel that the U.S. government will not permanently default on all its debt. That this is more of a shorter-term problem. But with that said, if they even default initially in June, that changes the equation on on the U.S. Treasury market forever. Uh, so it is a serious it is a serious issue.
1: You keep hearing this being brought up of uh, minting a trillion-dollar coin. H- how does that solve anything? It doesn't.
3: It's, it's, it's been pretty much dismissed um, from what I've read about it. Um, uh, so I don't know a lot. I know that um, from people in the Treasury, they, they've dismissed it. But that that has been floated. It would be this idea that you would issue a trillion dollars worth of debt uh, and um, you could pay bills that way. But that, does, and that doesn't solve anything in the long run. Anyways, what needs to happen is that, um, you know, Congress um, needs to get together on a bipartisan uh, arrangement to determine how are we going to manage our debt in the long term. And uh, as we all know, uh, Social Security, Medicare, all our bills keep going up and something needs to be uh, done. One of the things I say that I don't want to scare people. One of the things that's on the table right now is or has come off the table is any adjustments to Medicare or Social Security uh, at this time. So both uh, uh, McCarthy and the Republicans and Biden and Democrats agree to that, that that's that's off the table. They're not going to touch that uh, right now. But, um, you know, in the long run, uh, these, this debt ceiling issue, it's come up 102 times since World War II. Uh, it's it, it's going to continue to come up because we have more and more uh, expenses um, as as we add more and more programs, and it just needs to be dealt with uh, either through eliminating the debt ceiling or uh, coming to some compromise on on long term uh, management of what our debt looks like.
2: Michael, are investors getting nervous over this? You're a regular market watcher. What are you seeing? Yeah.
3: It, it, again, it's it's funny because what you're not you're not seeing a lot of um, worry in the markets. I mean, the, over the past five days, the S and P 500 has been about even. Uh, the short-term U.S. Treasury market has not moved that much. Uh, so, I mean, there there's a little bit of worry, but I think the consensus is and, and the hope is that this will get resolved, whether it's del- put, delayed. Or some agreement gets gets made and the can gets pushed kicked down the road, um, but there hasn't been a lot of nervousness. You read some things in the headlines. Uh, the The futures market is down a little bit this morning, but not a lot. So um, it's not as bad as as you would sus- suspect or as I suspected.
1: What's your advice to people who have money in the market right now or or maybe nearing retirement and wondering if this is going to throw a hiccup in their plans?
3: That's a great question. The way we approach it is your your money in stocks is your long-term money. If you're approaching retirement and, and or in retirement, you should have a cash bucket. So if you're worried about it, maybe increase your cash bucket. Maybe you have three to six months in uh, reserves and cash to pay your bills, maybe make that uh, a year. Uh, as far as how the stock market um, would would be affected over the long run, you know, this is just another one of those um, factors that, that affected in the short run, but in the long run, uh, we're, we're always bullish that, that the markets will be higher 10, 20 years from now than they are today. I think the biggest concern, um, as I think about this, is for those people uh, the 66 million uh, people that are getting social security benefits, uh, 40% of those people depend on that check for half their, for half their expenses and their needs is um, what would they do if, if the government does default. So they should start thinking about uh, other resources of where they could find money uh, if that were to happen. But that's a big reason why people don't think it'll happen. I mean, it would be cat- like I said, it would be catastrophic. So, for the, for people that aren't 100% dependent on those government checks, you may have a little disruption uh, in, in what the markets will do. So you might want to have a little more cash on hand to, to help you feel a little more comfortable. But no major uh, changes in your portfolio construction uh, other than how much you may want to hold in cash.
2: Michael, thanks. We appreciate it. you got it. Thank you very much. Michael Angelucci with Level Financial Advisors.
0: That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.